guest today is Karina Sundqvist. Karina is from Sweden and she's a sustainability advisor and she's working with many companies in helping them with their transition into the circular economy and highlighting to them the opportunities, the new opportunities that arise from that transition. Karina, <laughs> welcome and, and hello. Thank you so much. Uh, thanks for the introduction. That is exactly what I'm doing. I'm trying to highlight all the opportunities that we have uh, with these new ideas with the circular economy. Well, it's not really a new idea, but uh, some of it is new. We're now talking about your personal experiences. And so when you go to, to visit companies, is it generally the case that the company is rather ill-aware of the potential and the opportunities that it requires a bit of coaching from you? Or is it the case that they're really understanding what's there and they, they, they just need an, some help in getting there? What's the, what what yeah. do you usually find? I think that companies mostly rather quickly understand the concept because it's not so difficult to understand. But uh, the difficulties is when it comes to realization in your own company. And uh, I, oh, sometimes I give um, workshops, and in that you like brainstorm fr uh, new ideas how to how you could uh, add this to your business model because. Uh, the companies, they can't switch everything at the same time. They must switch a little bit and a little bit again. So, but I think that many companies see the, the huge opportunities. And um, I would also like to talk about um, the Ellen MacArthur Foundation. She has something called the Circular 100s. And there is a huge uh, crowd of, <laughs> of companies that want to make the change, like H&M, we have IKEA, we have different kinds of uh, gl big global brands. And they are making the change now with the help from Ellen MacArthur Foundation. So that is also something that you could do. You, there are help everywhere. So if you need somebody to just brainstorm and, and uh, get so you can keep moving forward, there are always help all around. But is there a general, I mean, so what's, what's the key component of all this? Is it really ownership of, of the materials? Is it really important that, for example, IKEA maintains the ownership of all its products. Therefore, no, it always so. has to be responsible for that. Uh, or yeah. I don't think it's necessary that they own the materials all the way, but I think it's necessary that they take responsibility for the materials. So, like in Sweden, we have a, a really good recycling infrastructure. So, we as much as 70% of all the household, household garbage is sorted now and also everything that goes from food waste uh, like the things that you eat and then we have a little um, a paper bag that we throw all this in and it goes to anaerobic uh, digestion and then we make biogas mm -hmm. with it and we run our buses on it so everything can be used but you need the infrastructure to make this happen. And I think that um, companies can uh, come together and work together to solve this. Uh, because uh, we are doing it in Sweden it, and it works really well, but we are not, uh, we are not uh, perfect, but uh, we are coming far away. And I think that uh, the, the, um, uh, the recycling system is something that we could export to other uh, yes. countries. So you much faster accelerate well, it. Certainly, we, you know, during this series of Let's Talk About It, we've spoken to several people who are involved in the uh, waste management process. 
And something we frequently hear is that there needs to be serious investment into the infrastructure, which can enable a lot of these new opportunities. Yeah. So you would agree with that? Yeah, I think so. But um, that's for states and municipalities to uh, put in that money, I think. So in Sweden, oh, we have some recycling companies, but we also have the the municipalities that uh, owns them. So, but um, in Sweden, we also have something called, uh, if you want to move a little bit, uh, you start to uh, uh, collaborate uh, in a circular way, you can try something called an industrial symbiosis. So it's uh, like a symbiosis in nature, is where uh, all different kinds of um, natural, uh, maybe a plant and uh, something, they work together and share resources like water, energy and uh, nutrients. And in the same way, um, uh, uh, companies and uh, um, industries can work together. So, we so have connection, that connection and collaborations are, are very important in this system. Yeah. So you're looking at taking advantage of, of networks, exactly. people. So yeah. that, for me, that that, that says that suggests that we need to be applying uh, data systems a lot more effectively. Yeah, pa- we could that. Pa- perhaps you know the uh, the, uh, the application of of AI uh, and, and other and other big data type systems. Have you have yeah, you accompanied? So. Have you have yeah. you seen anything about that in your? Absolutely, I've uh, uh, recently read a report from Ellen MacArthur Foundation and McKinsey. They have mapped out how the AI and circular economy can merge together and to help each other. Uh, because I think that AI that is really good at finding patterns, uh, optimization, uh, everything that we can use to uh, transform this much more quicker because we can't do all this thinking in our brains. I think we need to get help. So I think that artificial intelligence really can help us at the moment. And um, for this, uh, one example, uh, the European Aerospace Agency, they wanted to find an alloy alloy that could be used in uh, aerospace um, craft and um, they wanted to 3D print it so it was aluminium, but they didn't, what kind of aluminium shall we use that yes. are aero, aero grade, ah, aerospace grade? Yes. So uh, they had 10,000 of possible alloys. And uh, then they put an AI to just, just uh, check this, uh, what kind is the best. And then the AI came out with 100 uh, possible um, alloys that for aluminium that they could use for 3D printing. Mm -hmm. So that is exactly what I mean, that we can use AI to find patterns and to find the right thing that we can then use for a circular economy. Because a circular economy means that it is um, uh, it's also um, it's without poison and it's not hazardous in any way. And all the all the materials uh, should, should be in the loop, and that's what we aim for all the time. So, okay, so that's clear that the, the emerging technologies can help us with the transition into a circular economy. We, we need to work closer together. There presumably has to be quite a bit of sharing of data between companies so that they can, they can make use of the, the economies of scale or the economies that, that, that the circular economy uh, offers them. Let's return, return to a few, a few you know, concrete examples. 
of companies that have successfully adopted the circular economy and what's happened to them? You know, what, what have they gained and what have yeah. they lost? Yeah, I think like uh, for the technical cycle, uh, we should, should um, keep products as long as possible um, as they are. So we should uh, repair them, maybe reuse them, uh, uh, or refurbish them and to keep them um, in, uh, in use and then at the end, we shall recycle them and take the parts and go back into the system. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But the important thing is to keep them as products. And uh, that's why design is really important. So circular design thinking is something that is really important now. So we think about everything that will, how the materials will flow through the system and we plan for that mm -hmm. uh, when we design the product. So everything is already set. And that's, I think, also that's why AI can help us to backtrack how should the... Um, the design component come, come back that's again. That's interesting. And, and so, are you finding, are universities beginning to specifically, for example, teach modules about the circular economy and its effect into design, product design, for example, that they're being, from the age of being students, they're learning of the importance of... Uh, longevity, for example, exactly. in, in the design process. Yeah. yeah. So in Sweden, we have that now. For the technical design students, we have that. Um, and you said uh, an example of a company. I would like to propose the Swedish company, Houdini, that is an outdoor brand. Uh, um, and um, they have everything that <laughs> I think for a good uh, circular economy company. So at the beginning, they sell a garment, um, uh, something for outdoor and then when I don't need it anymore I can sell it back to them so they sell it uh, to another customer in second hand uh, and um, when this um, they also rent clothes so I can rent clothes for example when I'm going skiing I don't need to have my own skiing yeah. dress yeah I can just rent it for one week a year so you they ah. So you can rent. And also they also give advice how to treat your garment in the best way so it will stay uh, fresh and good. Yeah, maintenance. And they also help with the repairs. So if I get a scratch, they can help me repair it. And then at the far end, they also uh, recycle the products. So I can bring my, gar my jacket back and um, they will tear it apart and use the materials again in new production of a new product. So they have everything, every step of the circular economy, I believe. And uh, I really like them. And they're doing well. They have many stores around Sweden and you can also... So, so that they've transformed that. I mean, it's clear to me the, what we gain as a society from that approach. And that's sort of evident, self-evident, really. And in terms of, of brutal economics in the bottom line, it's also working for them. Yeah, they're, they're, they're making they're a profitable company, absolutely, and and they've they've seen no, you know, disadvantages in that respect either. No, uh, probably I, I may, they may have, but uh, it's a transition. I think that uh, companies um, uh, need to have that approach that okay, we are not, we can never be uh, done. This is something that we always have to uh, evaluate and do better, do better. And uh, I think an another example is H&M. They are now also wanted to do this. Also, they are fast fashion. They want to sell many, 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 many garments mm. all the time. But now they have uh, bought a company that's called Renew Cell. Uh, and then uh, there in that company, they take, for example, jeans. They took 90,000 pairs of jeans and 
shredded them and then extracted all the cellulosa, uh, the small uh, fibers. Uh, fab fibers, and now they are making, they are selling these uh, fibers to companies uh -huh. to make um, new clothes. So that's a kind of a textile recycling, and textiles hasn't been so good. We re recycle most things nowadays, but textiles and electronics we are not so good at. So I think that textiles is definitely a focus area, and electronics. Uh, so, and um, <laughs> and and do you, do you think that uh, the from the experiences you have with dealing with such companies? Does it have to be a very enlightened CEO management level that are determined to apply themselves to, to the circular economy? Or is it a case they can feel an upward pressure from consumers mm -hmm. who are making consumer decisions in giving premium, you know, willing to, to sort of pay for that approach? How, how, how do yeah. you see that? Um, probably both. Uh, but I think that um, if, you, if you as a CEO really look into this, you can see all the advantage, advantages uh, for your brand and for uh, doing good for society. I think that you should, as a, a CEO, be a leader and show leadership in this because the planet really needs it at the moment. So we need um, yes. really bright and smart uh, persons to come up now with new ideas because I think that circular economy... Uh, you can do a lot of innovation, uh, and that's so much fun. I mean, uh, that's the best thing to do, innovation. And then when you have this, uh, these loops and you have these uh, things that you can use, uh, then it's much more easy to be innovative. Uh, so I think the best time is now, actually, for a brand and for a company. So the best time is now, yeah. but, then, so, but you're talking now very inspirationally, I might add, uh, about rather big change. Uh, opportunity for innovation. You, yeah. talk, you mentioned new ideas, new thinking. Yeah. Often, new thinking, new ideas, big change is a destructive thing. It's constructive and destructive. Yeah. And uh, so, it might probably be the case is going to be winners and losers from yeah. an adoption of the circular yeah. economy. So, from your experience and your opinion, who are going to be the winners and who are going to be the losers? Yeah, as you say, uh, I think um, for another example, the Swedish company Spotify, they are providing music now digitally, but before we all had CDs. Um, the young people may not remember that, but we all stored lots and lots of CDs that were made of plastic and took a lot of uh, space at home. Now we don't have that anymore. So they are a very destructive company. We are sending just data, and we can listen to all the music in the whole world. So I think that is something that we will see a, a rapid switch of, okay, we used to use CDs, now we don't do it anymore. We just send data. So uh, companies need to prepare for so disrupting. So it could be faster and It than can you, be you faster. And then, uh, so I think that you should now stay alert and to have really huge ears and listen and stay, try to stay at the front. And um, circle economy is at the front. Uh, AI is also at the front. So if you could use both uh, AI and circle economy, I mean, nothing could go wrong. So I think that um, let's just be innovative and... Um, and make this transition. So you're and the winners and losers. I didn't come to that. Uh, so I think the winners are those with the mindset that, yeah, we can adapt this and I want to do this. 
So I think that is the approach that we should have at the moment because this offers solutions. Before we didn't have so much ideas of what to do, we just saw the negative impacts of all our linear economy in, in, oh, in the environmental issues, in global warming. So we really need to act fast now. And of course there will be some oh, losers maybe, but I think that we all could be winners. This is a win-win-win situation, both for customers, for companies, and for the nature, the environment, I think. So perhaps the only losers will be those who aren't able to adapt? Or no, who those who will be left behind. They yes. will be left behind, uh, sadly, but uh, we are moving on. Well, Karina, uh, <laughs> thank you very much for a wonderful overview of the, the opportunities. I think it's a very uh, optimistic uh, viewpoint that you have about what the global, what the circular economy can do for us all, whether we are consumers or producers or companies or uh, whoever we might be, then uh, that's, I think, a, an optimistic point where we can bring our discussion to a close. So yeah. uh, may I wish you a very uh, pleasant week here in Prague. Thank you so and, much. And uh, thank you for coming here to talk about what you've learnt about the circular economy. I have a, a small gift uh -huh, really? <laughs> uh, to say thank you. You know, Feel free to, uh, on camera, to open it up. Yeah, what um, is it? Oh, it's a T-shirt. It's a T-shirt. Yes. Um, thank you so much. Let's talk about it. <laughs>